0: how do you know when you're safe with someone how do you know if you're safe with yourself what kind of questions do you have to ask yourself what do you need to see as red flags in yourself in someone else if we're going to be up close and personal with other humans we have to start by asking ourselves some tough questions and then we look out and we say whoa maybe i need to ask some tough questions about those other folks too and then if i don't like the answers what do i do about it that's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode, so stay tuned. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, help for handling hijackles those difficult, toxic, and often disturbing people in your life. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I'm here for you. you're listening to the Relationship Help Show and I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Today I want to talk with you about a strange word that may not be familiar to you, but it's very important when we think about uh, the people around us and the people that are affecting us, whether they're close to us geographically or not, they're still affecting us. And that word is propinquity. I love that word. And today I want to talk about is propinquity endearing or endangering you? So it was about 30 years ago, and there was some silly sitcom on television that introduced me to that wonderful word, propinquity. And it's an unlikely place to get a new word in my vocabulary, but nonetheless, I liked it and I looked it up, and it meant newness, nearness, nearness of place or nearness in a relationship. And sometimes that nearness can be endearing, and other times it's downright endangering. Think long road trip with the family or that co-worker. Um, and we've all heard Mark Twain's famous quotation and probably experienced it to some extent or another when he said, Familiarity breeds contempt and children. The suggestion, aside from the hint of procreation, I guess, is that the more time we spend with folks, the more we see and the less we like. Of course, that's not always the case. I've worked with enough couples and teams of co-workers to know that they often speak to the cashier at the supermarket with more courtesy and caring than they do to the people that they say they love and respect. Maybe you find that at home, too. Somebody at home speaks to the cashier in the supermarket better than they speak to the people that they say they love. So why is this? Well, Mark Twain might be right. Once we've shared the intimacies and sometimes indecencies of life, we tend to look at each other differently. And and when we've been together long enough to know the somebody's vulnerabilities or their weaknesses or their trigger points, it's awfully tempting to poke out at the sore spots when you want to get a rise out of someone. And why would you want to get a rise out of someone? Well, that's where it gets interesting. Maybe you want them to notice you. Maybe you want to have a sense of control over them. Maybe you just want them to lose it so you feel superior to them. Maybe you want to push their buttons so they will do something that will give you more fodder for the next time you want to push their buttons. Or maybe you just want to take them down a peg. Or, of course, the possibility exists you're just plain nasty. Or maybe you're having a bad day and are looking for someone to bash and make more miserable than you feel. Or maybe you think you're safe to behave badly because they love you and they'll likely make allowances for you. There's so many reasons. And did you notice? None of them are very good. And they can all be lethal. They're all pushing the relationship to the edge. And yet folks continue to do it. Hijackles continue to do it. So this wonderful word propinquity Propinquity can be endangering your relationship. You're too close to them. So living with with my mom was a great example of the damage that propinquity could do because she loved a good gotcha. You might have someone in your life like her. I hope you don't, but maybe you do. And just the very way she asked questions could tell anyone with half a brain that she was picking away, looking for something to hit you over the head with a little later. It was as though she just had to exert all her energy looking for weak spots. Of course, her conversation was constantly littered with judgments of the neighbors, the news, the negative. Nothing was good enough. Nothing was safe from her scrutiny for loopholes and lack. Being around my mom was like walking in a minefield most days. You never knew where to step. In fact, it was very difficult to put a foot in the right place. So propinquity was often undesirable. Now, for most of my children's lives, I was a working single mom. And at that time that I was awarded the grand sum of $60 per child per month in child support, so woohoo, money was tight and so was time. I worked in the school system so that I could have the same holidays as my children. So I'd come home at the end of the day to three children and a house. And I hate to admit this, but one day my children called a family meeting and they pointed out that when I came into the house after work, I always commented on what they had not done and they wanted that to change. Ouch. Just what I found so unappealing about my own mother, that had snuck into my way of interacting at that time of day with my kids. So we changed that. You bet. And thanks to those brave little souls I raised, (laughs) I was able to clean up my act to not be any version of mommy dearest before they were too much older. It's so easy to do to follow the patterns we've observed and lived rather than consciously carving our own. Propinquity saved that day and a lot of hurt feelings all around. So thanks, kids. (laughs) And of course, try as we might, we will make mistakes in our close relationships at home. Every person arrives in a relationship with a sum total of all the relationships she or he has observed or the relationships they participated in or been hurt by and all the ideas about how a relationship should be. And then we have to learn to navigate the minefields that creates So frequently, couples who come to see me on video conferencing from all around the world, um, they're distraught about each other's behaviors. And if I could see the balloons over their heads, I'm sure each would say, if only he or she would change, everything would be much better. We love it when we think it's someone else's fault, right? (laughs) Growing ups, though those are people who grew to be adults and also matured sufficiently to know there's no one to blame for their own behavior, those adults look within themselves first when difficulties arise in a relationship. What's my part in this? What's my motive for doing what I'm doing or saying? What results do I really want to create? What am I willing to do to make that happen? Would I be willing and able to hear what I'm dishing out if it came at me with the same words, posture, tone of voice, volume, pace? Am I honest in the process? What could I do differently that would show that I love or respect the other person more clearly? That's a great start. Being self-reflective, in my opinion, is the hallmark of being a grown-up. There are far more adults in this world than growing ups. <laughs> I think you might agree. So now we're on the path that leads away from endangering the relationship, and we start to move rapidly towards endearing. So after some self reflection, endeavor to learn more about your partner or your coworker or your child in a genuinely curious way. Do it with the intent to learn, not with the intent to gather ammunition to prove you're right. That's a bit of an art. For some folks, it's even a foreign language. The three most useful words and possibly the most valuable in relationship restoration are the genuine utterance of, Tell me more. Wanting to learn about someone's thoughts or preferences and motivation clearly demonstrates an interest in the relationship, and that's a great start. We never know all we think we know about another person, and we certainly know they don't know all they think they know about us. So just as you would want for yourself, you have to accord others with the expectation that they've maybe grown or learned or changed during the course of your relationship. Don't you just hate it when somebody pronounced those two lethal and usually inaccurate sentences? You always or you never. These are most often reserved for one or two escalations into a blow up. Or someone who wants to pick a fight will lead with one of them. This just doesn't demonstrate that you believe the other is capable of or has experienced any change. And that's just not fair. And it's definitely not endearing. So propinquity, that's geographical in that we are where we are by our choice. We choose to be in the relationship. And just before you go off saying you didn't choose your co-workers, pull back and look at the bigger picture. You want to eat. You chose to say yes to the job. Therefore, you chose the relationships for better or worse. And now you have to handle them. So at home or at work or in the community or at church or wherever you are, what are you doing to make propinquity, that closeness, work for you? Are you endearing or endangering in your approach to your key relationships? And how is it working for you? I hope you'll continue to listen to the Relationship Help Show. And in the meantime, visit the archives at RelationshipHelpShow.com. Go to my website for relationship help if I can help you in any way or you're looking to read my blog or visit us on YouTube. Look at my channel for relationship help. Talk soon. I'm so glad you spent this time with me today. I hope you heard something that touched your heart and empowered you to move forward. You can have the life and relationships that you most want and that begins with you within you today. I'm always here for you. Life can get better, and you heard that from me, the Relationship Help Doctor. I'm Roberta Shaler, and I work with clients throughout the world through video conferencing. We can talk. So learn more at 4relationshiphelp.com, F-O-R-relationship, H-E-L-P.com, or visit me on YouTube at 4 Help. Join me for next week's show.